Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Paul Douglas on a Tuesday on CCO. Flame-throwing News Talk 830 WCCO. Happy to be here. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you had a good holiday. I was... uh, up at my cabin with my two boys and my grandson and daughter-in-laws and the weather. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. could have been worse. But Dave Harrigan is producing today. And uh, Dave, my kids made me throw out all my beer because apparently it was old beer. They found, not only was it the beer, but they found like, Pop cans from 2012. They it was Coca Cola with the London Olympics on the uh, on the cans, <laughs> and they're like, "Dad, no, you you can't drink this." I go, "Why? I mean, wine gets better as it gets older. I mean, why not pop and why not beer?" Um, I don't know. You know, when when your kids are young, they're sweet most of the time, and then they get older and they hurt you, and I just I I think it's a national tragedy to have to throw away beer. Yes. And so we we spent a couple of hours pouring out the beer and then putting them into trash cans, the cans and the bottles and I I have to say I wept <laughs> openly. A couple hours. I was not ashamed. That's a lot of uh, beer and soda. Did you I mean did they at least allow you to try one? Or you I know, did. six? It tasted fine to me. Well, you got to stand up for yourself. You're still the dad. Well, no, I've I lost control a long time ago. But (laughs) I didn't say you had control. I said you're still the dad. I'm still the dad, (laughs) literally. But they're like, Dad, this is skanky beer. You can't put this in your body. I I can't taste a difference. So I and and look, I know everything comes with an expiration date, including us. But really. Uh, okay, maybe ten years is pushing it, but how long can you safely keep beer? I, I'd just be curious if you have an opinion. Um, maybe somebody who runs a brewery can tell me. You know, cans, bottles doesn't make a difference if it's in a bottle versus a can. But I, I was horrified as they poured all of that precious beer out in the woods. You know, the worms and beetles and bugs. Got quite a buzz over the weekend at, at our place. But if you have an opinion, I'm just curious. Well, 651-461-9226. It's I'll, above my pay grade. I'll tell you this, Paul. I uh, I can't remember if it was a an engagement gift or an actual wedding gift. I got a, a case of Guinness. I, yeah. I like the Irish Ooh, beer. Nice uh, beer. But I don't drink a lot of Guinness at home. I like it better out of the tap, you know, at, a, mm-hmm. at an establishment. I think it tastes a little yes. I think the, I think the flavor is a little bit better. I finished off the case just this past St. Patrick's Day, and I got married Good 13 years ago. Oh, 13 years. And did it taste different? Did you get sick? No, it was just fine. It was great. See? Thank you, Your mm-hmm. Honor. 
Yeah, let justice be served. I Look, I don't want to poison myself, but it just seems to me that a few years old, is it really going to hurt you? I don't know. Our listeners know. I don't know. Please, educate me. <laughs> text me, 651-461-9226. We'll try to read your text. And you said something that almost knocked me off my sofa. I braced myself. I did not fall off the sofa. But tell us about your storm experience yesterday, Dave. We got nothing. Put the kids down for bed at around yeah, probably a few minutes before 8 o'clock. Sat myself up on the couch, so I had a good look out the front window. Said, "All right, get a little work done. I'll have a nice view of the storm because who doesn't like watching a you know a thunderstorm coming yeah. through?" And yeah, had yeah. the radio on just in case it you know started to get a little hectic and we needed to move downstairs. We'd be ready for that. And it got windy as all get out around eight fifteen, just out of nowhere, just whoosh. And I thought, "Here we go, Paul." Not a drop fell at my house in Woodbury. You're in Woodbury. Yes, right off of uh, 94 and Radio Drive. Not a single drop of rain. Well, the Woodbury Council may have something to do for that. They paid for storm insurance, <laughs> and they erected the hypersonic storm uh, dome, which is magically activated whenever there's a line of storms coming through. And, man, I'm I'm glad that dome worked. Dave, I, I I was worried that it wouldn't work, but it yeah. apparently, you know, it's it's mind boggling because that was pretty much a solid line as it came across the wet West Metro. And then as it passed over the Twin Cities, it started to break up into discrete cells. So instead of a, a, a solid nonstop swath of red on Doppler, you just had little clumps of red and it's. It's the nature of the beast. I mean, summer thunderstorms are fickle. And people say, well, is it the metro? Is it the heat from the asphalt and the buildings and the people and, you know, all that hot air in the metro? And I, that may be a contributing factor. I don't know how that would dissipate a storm of that caliber. I think it was more chance than the urban heat island. But that that is just bizarre to me that you didn't get a drop of rain. But you you did get the wind. Those winds were up around, what, 50, 60 in the East Metro. Yeah, some big wind. It was you know very dark you know, before the sun actually set. But no rain. It was it was strange. And I knew I was coming on with you today, so I had to have a word with you about it because I was, I was not very happy. I wanted myself a good little thunderstorm to watch. Storm Shield. <laughs> Only on CCO. The highest bidder, right? No, I, no and, and we don't. I, I know the conspiracy theorists will say, yeah, it's chemtrails, it's uh, harp, it's God knows what. No, we don't have the technology to nudge the weather in a meaningful way. On rare occasions, we can seed clouds mainly over the Rockies and the Sierra and get a little more snow out of those clouds. But this notion that we can somehow divert storms or blow up a tornado... Somebody once had the idea, why don't we use artillery on tornadoes? And then somebody tapped them on the shoulder and said, well, you realize you might be bombing neighborhoods. I mean, this may be not a good idea. Um, thankfully, weather modification is still the stuff of science fiction. 30 years from now, all bets are off. Who knows? But today, I haven't seen any evidence that we can alter the weather in a meaningful sense. 
What we can do is uh, listen to Tim Lammers, who always has great advice on what to stream, what to watch. Tim, up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now joining Paul and Jordana to talk Hollywood, film reviews, and all things movies from directconversations.com. It's Tim Lammers. Presented by Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Attorneys. Seeking justice for the injured. Find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. The Jedi Code is like an itch. We cannot help it. Where is he? Oh, boy. This sounds good. That's that's a clip from a new series on Disney Plus. Obi Wan Kenobi. I'll bet you a bagel that uh, Tim Lammers has something to say about that. Is this a prequel or a sequel, or does it matter? Hey, Tim. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Good afternoon. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Thank um, you. You know, it, it's it's one of those falling in between sorts of things. Yes, it is okay. a prequel to the Star Wars story that began in 1977 with Sir Alec Guinness as Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, but it takes place 10 years after the events of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Uh, in that film, Ewan McGregor played Obi-Wan. Now it's been 10 years. He's in hiding on Tatooine. Uh, he brought, of course, uh, Padme Amidala and Anakin Skywalker's twins. He separated them, brought Luke Skywalker to Uncle Owen on Tatooine, and then uh, brought Princess Leia to Alderaan, where she is the adopted daughter of uh, Senator Bail Organa. So you do have, actually, some involvement with those children uh, at uh, age 10 now, but the series mainly centers on Obi-Wan being hunted down by the Inquisitors, which are basically henchmen for uh, Darth Vader. They okay. want him. They know he's still around, that he still exists. So really right now it's a, a cat and mouse game and, and you know, an, an effort to find him. Um, you know, honestly, Paul, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I mean, starting with 1977, the Star Wars series have, for the most part, have been hit. And I won't say this is a miss, but I will say that it starts out slower than the previous two Star Wars series, which would be The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. Um, I think that they try too hard with certain characters. Uh, I don't want to go to, into too great of a detail, but it's like they're trying to press on the, you know, the legacy. They're, they're trying to make connections with the characters of the uh, original Star Wars films, that those legacy films. 
And I just think that sometimes they're just trying too hard, and you can feel that, that things are being forced in a way as a viewer and as particularly a Star Wars fan. So kind of middle of the road on it right now, Paul, but there are four more episodes, so hopefully things will change. Okay. All right. I've are all, you a I always Star Wars marvel. fan? I am, and I marvel at and, – and look, the plots, at, at least in the movies, were always, I thought, pretty compelling, but the yes. – uh, the CG, especially, you know, when you see these in the theater and you're surrounded by this, it's really immersive. It's obviously a different experience watching a television set. But, look, I, I'm i going to give it a shot and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and see how I feel about it, right? Right, yeah. And I think the big, you know, reveal people are waiting for, and you do get a glimpse of him in at the end of Episode 2, but this fe features the return of Darth Vader. And, and, you know, slash Anakin Skywalker, played by Hayden Christensen. Um, so, you know, that's what people want. So I'm just hoping that once we get a full-fledged introduction, you know, or reintroduction of Darth Vader, things are going to start picking up with the show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm interested in this next one. I love Ricky Gervais. A new Netflix comedy special, Ricky Gervais Supernature. Welcome to my show. Uh, it's not a show. There's no dancers or jugglers. It's basically a bloke talking, um, which is essentially what stand-up comedy is, isn't it? A bloke talking. Sexist. Um, <laughs> what about all the funny female comedians? Like, um... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> They're just okay. jokes. They're just jokes, oh. as Ricky, Ricky Gervais said and when he took everybody down at the Golden Globes a, a couple years ago. And my, how things have changed. And even though yep. in those few years that he did that, I mean, obviously people are much more sensitive, hypersensitive some people are, uh, the ones that like to be very vocal on Twitter about such things. My whole feeling has been this all along. Look, if it offends you, don't watch. Um, he's an equal opportunity offender like Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle has been under the microscope for his controversial things that he says. Um, but the thing about Dave Chappelle and the thing about Ricky Gervais is they're not afraid to say what they want to say. And, yes, they're equal opportunity offenders who go after everybody. And Ricky Gervais in this particular special goes after everybody everyone but he, again he impresses upon people that these are just jokes that little clip there you know you heard it and people might think oh my god that's offensive but if you hear the rest of the joke you find it funny because in a way he's calling himself out <laughs> for being inappropriate yeah. i yeah. love him he's a clever guy he's a clever actor director and a stand-up comedian so i i love this special and and look, say what you will about Ricky Gervais. Uh, I watched, I am watching Afterlife, the series, mm -hmm. where where he plays a man mourning the loss of his wife who's concerned that he's never going to be the same. And the journey he sets out on, I mean, it's funny, it's poignant, and I think he really shines in that series. So I'm willing to give Ricky Gervais the benefit of the doubt and at least try it. How far along are you with that series, Paul? I think I'm. Are you in season three yet? No, no, no. I've not done three. I'm I'm somewhere in two. Okay, you will. You know, the thing is, there's short seasons, six episodes, half hour each. Yeah. You'll get the three soon enough. I probably told you before when I reviewed the season three 
The yep. finale is the best series finale that I've ever seen out of all wow. the legendary programs in the history of television. Now, again, I'm not a scholar on this, these sorts of things, but incredibly poignant. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned before, talented stand-up, but yes, actor and director and writer. And you're getting the whole deal there with Afterlife, and I'm so glad that you're in the middle of that now. Yeah, he's uh, he's amazing, and he's got great range, and he's not a one-trick pony. And nor are you. And we're going to be talking a little bit about Top Gun Maverick, $150 million in four days. Tom Cruise had a pretty good weekend, and uh, you're still gung-ho on that, right? Everybody should run out and see that? Absolutely. Now, did, did you see it yet, Paul? No, I have not. Um, I'm go- I, I hope to see it later this week, but um, I have not seen it yet. Everybody I've talked with about the film, and I've been out and out and about, you know, with Memorial Day weekend and, you know, everything. And, and everybody I've talked to, overwhelmingly positive, loved it. I have not heard one bad thing, you know, come from anybody who's you know, saw the movie over the weekend. It is just incredibly intense, emotional, uh, inspiring, very, again, positive. It's a very positive message that is always welcome in times where there's uncertainty and, and hey. strife. So, yeah, yeah, you got to love that. Tim, can you take smaller kids to this? Was that a bad idea? No, no, I think, yeah, I, look, it's, it's a PG-13 film, okay. I think. I don't even think that there is any cursing in it. And certainly, you know, I, I don't know what age range you're talking about, Paul, you know, if if kids have seen that, two years old. Eight, My grandson is two. Do you think yeah, that's a little too yeah, young? Yeah, that might be a little young. <laughs> <laughs> I would stick okay. to the bad guys, which is in theaters. So that's a that animated comedy. But no, oh, no. Like I mean, that. you know, look. I saw this thing. I was, uh, I don't know, must have been twenty one years old when I saw the original film. But you know, I'm sure people much younger than that saw that original film. But yeah, I mean, it's clean. You know, it, it, it's just, uh, again, a positive movie, positive message, everything like that. And I love that. I, we, I like to say we need that sort of thing in theaters. People come out feeling great after they see the movie. Oh, man, people are craving positivity and normalcy and optimism more than ever. Tim Lammers, thank you for being that beacon of hope. Uh, appreciate your review today as we do every time you're on. Thank you. All right, Paul. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. So, Look, Memorial Day, unofficial start of summer. I know it starts, what, June 21st on the calendar on the wall. But but really, I think summer really begins closer to June 1st. And when we come back in today's terrible trivia, how much do you know about movie launches? Going to refresh your memory and take a stroll down memory lane when we come back on CCO. That's the one and only Lady Gaga, who... Uh, has quite a presence in Top Gun Maverick, the new Tom Cruise movie that's out. $150 million in four days. Hasn't even opened in China yet. But um, proving that people like sequels and also proving that people want to get back out into theaters. And I'm probably going to see it with my my youngest son, my Navy son, who uh, flew choppers, but he also flew fixed-wing because he said the fixed-wing pilots, the jet pilots, the fighter pilots, all thought they were Tom Cruise. 
And um, he said that the helicopter pilots were just a little more laid back, as a rule, a little more, in his words, chill. Uh, Dave Harrigan, are, are you going to see this, or do you just not care? <laughs> Everyone wants to be Maverick. No one wants to be Goose. Man, yeah. it's just a shame. Yeah. I'm not going to rush out to see it because I, uh, I've never seen the original Paul. Wait, what? There must have been a glitch in the Matrix. What? I, I think you said. I thought you said that you had not seen Top Gun. Are you? Are you a communist? What? What is wrong with you, young man? No, no, I'm. I'm still in on capitalism. I'm, but you know, I mean, was, I was born in '84, so I was obviously you know a little young when it came out. And I mean, I've seen a lot of scenes. You know, it's been on cable TV about. <laughs> 15 billion times in the last yes, know, it has. 30, 40 years, whatever it's been. Um, you know, I, 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 I just never really had all that much of an interest in sitting down right. and watching the whole thing, I guess. That said, you know, if I ever get a free evening, you know, date night or something, and you want to come over and babysit, uh, I'd be happy to go check it out, uh, check out the new one in the theater for sure. You know, that sounds pretty good. Do you, how well do you pay? What, Minimum well, wage or? Well, we'll leave a Red know. Baron in the oven for you. <laughs> that's that's a good evening for me, actually. <laughs> Red Baron pizza. And, uh, and he, here's what I struggle with. No question Tom Cruise is the penultimate actor of his time, right? I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody has brought in the money that he's brought in for his films. He's consistent. He picks good projects. You never see him in any trashy uh, shows. It's the whole Scientology thing that turns me off. And so part <laughs> of me is wondering, am I inadvertently, if I go to the theater, am I helping to support Scientology by spending my money to go see Tom Cruise? Do you have an opinion on that? Well, I think Tom Cruise and, well, I think Scientology probably has plenty of money. Um, but it, it is kind of strange. I, th I think the average person thinks he's a little cuckoo, right? And not just the Scientology stuff, but, you know, back in uh, when he started dating Katie Holmes, the jumping on the couch on the Oprah show thing. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we all well, think he's a little goofy, but, man, the guy makes good movies. So what the heck? Let's just put that does. aside for two, two and a half hours, and let's just go escape. <laughs> okay. You talked me into it. <laughs> I got over my Scientology concerns. Thank you. So, uh, today's terrible trivia. Uh, what is the topic today, Wink? Well, since you are, since we're talking about Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick, we are going to talk about Memorial Day movie openings. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. 830 oh. WCCO presents Paul and Jordana's Terrible Trivia. That's terrible. So, you mentioned it, Paul. $156 million earned over Memorial wow. Day weekend puts Top Gun Maverick tops on the list of all-time highest-grossing films to come out on Memorial Day weekend. What is now Ooh. number two on the list, Paul? What was bumped from the top spot, a film that earned just under $140 million in 2007? I'll give you three choices. Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Transformers. Or Spider-Man 3? I'm going to go with Spider-Man 3. 
Uh, sorry. Why should I be right? I'm sorry. Bad really? start. It wasn't Spider-Man? What was it? It was Pirates of the Caribbean at World's it was End. Pirates? Yes, which I think really? was the third one in that series. Yeah, it uh, it crushed in 2007. Uh, Wait, that's Johnny Depp, right? Yep. Yep, Johnny was Depp. Was Amber Heard in that movie? Yeah. I don't think Amber was in that movie. <laughs> I don't think she made And if that I don't one. hear another word about that court case, I will be happy. God help us all. Unbelievable how long that has carried on, by the way. Oh, just yeah, make it make it stop. Um Okay. Well I'm I'm rolling now. Well, all right. Hit all me right. with number two. Let's hit number two. Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, Skull has been bumped from number two to number three. It earned just shy of $127 million over Memorial Day weekend in 08. How many Indiana Jones movies have there been starring, of course, Harrison Ford as the title character? Three, four, or five? Oh, really? Three, four, or five? Got it. You know, the original was amazing. And then I, I thought the sequels, and I'm... I'm stalling for time. I can see that. Give my brain a chance to uh, <laughs> try to register all of this. I'm going to go with, I think it's either three or four. I can't believe it's five. But I'm going to go with four. B. You are correct. Go. It is four. The first three, I think, were all in the 80s. Uh, the fourth yeah. one was King of the Crystal Skull. And you'll be happy to know next year the fifth one is due. Oh, thank you, Lord. Okay. All right. That's All great right. news. I've got two more from here for you. Let's go to 2006. X-Men The Last Stand. That was big over Memorial Day weekend in 06. Earned about $123 million. That dropped from number five to number six on the list. Tell me, one of the stars of that film, Hugh Jackman, which of the X-Men characters did he portray? Wolverine, Beast, or Cyclops? Wolverine. Oh, that's too easy, isn't it? That was easy. Thank you for the gift. All right. Well, this is a big one now. If you lose this right. one, you drop back down to 500. If you Amen. get this one, you're three out of four, and that's a good win. I'm happy you. to be at 500, but okay. And this okay. one you should know a little about, Paul, because we go to 1996. Twister? Which 1996 film is on the list for the top Memorial Day weekend earners at number 23, uh, picking up just over $57 million. All three of these were 1996 films. You just got to tell me which one came out Memorial Day weekend. Was it Twister, Mission Impossible, or Space Jam? I hope it was Twister. I'm going to go with Twister. I'm very no! sorry. Twister Never. came out in May of that year, but it was like that tenth or eleventh or something. Oh, Mission Impossible that came out Memorial Day it's weekend. Mission Impossible. Another time. Is Tom Twister Cruise still vehicle. your favorite favorite movie, Dave? Uh, it's yeah? it's right. You know what? Out of all the tornado movies, uh, starring Helen Hunt and um, Philip Seymour Hoffman in a supporting role, and some other weather guy from the Midwest, yes, it's top three. Hey. Hey, Bryce, you better come here and take a look at this. <laughs> Is that the line? That's, I did it eight times before the director, Jan <laughs> Debon, said, all right, that's good enough. We'll move on. <laughs> Not getting and, anything uh, better out of this clown. But I'm still <laughs> – well, he, he might have thought that. He didn't say that. But <laughs> I'm just – I'm still upset that the love scene with, with Helen Hunt was cut from the movie. Yeah, it's too bad. I heard that was really, really racy. <laughs> 
I met Helen Hunt's body double. That's as close as I came to Helen Hunt. <laughs> the restraining order was still in place. Uh, all right. Hey, thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. I'll settle for 500 Yeah, today. two that's for four a, isn't bad. That's, a, that's good a good day at the plate. Good day for me. A good day is when I get to chat with Mike Max. All kinds of stuff to babble about with Mikey. He's up next. Maxi Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate. Maxi is a moving target right today. Where are you? You're in St. Paul? I'm hey, in Mike. St. Paul. I am. I'm in St. Paul, and I am at the uh, Saints Field, CHS Field. And it is uh, the set of Adam Thielen softball for the next year. We've got a bunch of the Vikings coming out here. Fans are just starting to arrive, uh, and they will play uh, they'll have a home run derby and a softball game tonight, offense against defense. So we're just uh, we nice. just got over here, and uh, should be kind of a fun night. Hey, speaking of the Vikes, uh, I mean this this whole Jeff Gladney story is horrific. I mean it's just so so tragic. Dead at the age of twenty five. Yeah, yeah, auto accident, and Jeff was here for one year as a first-round pick. I never knew him because they played during that COVID year. Uh, when, uh, you know, there were no fans in the stands or anything like that for an empty stadium, so I never got to uh, know him. I don't recall meeting him, but uh, he had a pretty split first year and then had the problem with the law of domestic assault, and uh, he was acquitted of that from Missouri and, and was free to sign with anybody signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, in this off season, so he was he was going to go try to you know, reconstruct his life again in the NFL, uh, but it was absolutely tragic to hear that news and it comes from nowhere. And, you know, and, uh, Haskins, the quarterback, same kind of thing down in Florida. Uh, you know, a while ago, where it's just like, wow, how did that? You know, you, you just don't anticipate it, but that was in the middle of the night. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, far too soon. He's only twenty five years old. Yeah. Life is random and and way too tragic. Um, oh my goodness, Maxi! Nice win for the Twins this afternoon. Got that doubleheader. Uh, second game pregame is at five thirty against the Tigers. Uh, first pitch six ten, and we're giving away Twins tickets in the next hour. Uh, talk a little bit about Carlos Correa, COVID, this uh, propensity for injuries on the Twins. Do the Twins have it worse than most teams? I mean, there's always going to be injuries, but it just seems like the Twins wrestle with this more often. It sure does, and uh, they have. And some of it is uh, because of, uh, you know, the 10-day injured list, the, the quick put guys on. But the, the COVID that they've gone through and the injuries has been just unbelievable for this team and this franchise this year. Korea's the latest. Uh, but, I mean, you know, they got guys sitting there because they can't all go to Toronto because they're not all vaccinated. And it's just one thing after another with this team. Yeah. Devin Smelter Day steps up, gives them another great outing. They win another baseball game. They're impressive, 8-2 to two the final. And, you know, I, I said this, this morning, uh, there, there's every team in the division would love to be the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> as screwy yeah. as this season has been, they're still the best team in the division with the best chance to win the division because their talent is so deep and they've got enough players. The pitching staff has been established that as crazy as it's been, and it's been crazy, they're still the best team in the division and look like they will be for the, for the year with or without some of these key players, because even when they're down, they've got enough people uh, to fortify the troops. They've got the depth, but the tough part of their season is coming up. The schedule is going to get tougher, right? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Yankees and Tampa and all those teams. But, I mean, who in their division has got to play the same schedule, too? And who in their division looks like they can, they're going to go on any big run? Certainly not Detroit. Certainly not Kansas City. Certainly not Cleveland. Uh, the White Sox would have the best chance if they get healthy. But uh, they, they haven't been great so far. Well, yeah, they they got to play some tough teams, but so does every team in the division. It certainly doesn't look like yeah. any other team's going to be better than the Twins. Maxie, what else are you tracking? Thirty seconds. Well, I came I came from the Tim Connolly press conference. The new uh, general manager, of president of basketball operations for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and had a chance to sit down with him, visit with him. He's just kind of a grinder and aw shucks kind of guy, and uh, impressed me that way. And I visit with Alex Rodriguez out there. He was talking about the, the Yankees and the Twins, and, and and how this is going to get interesting in the summertime. What a marathon it is! Back to your baseball point, but uh, yeah, I think we'll like this guy. Uh, he got a big contract, and he's got a few pieces to move here with the Wolves to take him to the next level. Maxie, thank you. Are you playing tonight? No, I, I'm going to try to talk my way into it. You should. Nothing you should official yet. Nothing field. official yet. <laughs> Golden Glove winner, you. All right. Hey, have fun out there. Thanks, Maxie. Yay. Hey, it's World No Tobacco Day, and so many kids are hooked on vaping. We talked to one expert. How to wean your kids off vaping. That's next.